they take this holy water and they would literally pour this holy water on someone who was caught in this sin. And this holy water, this ceremony, but this holy water is what brought deliverance and freedom and forgiveness to them. Say it with me. Say the holy water brought deliverance and forgiveness. Say it again. Say the holy water. Not just any old water, the holy water. Not Zephyr Hills, the holy water. The holy water came and it brought deliverance and salvation to the individual who had been bound and caught in sin. The priest shall take the holy water in an earthen vessel. Everybody say earthen vessel. I want you to notice that this vessel is not, um, doesn't have, uh, it's not silver, it's not gold, it's not some precious jewel, it's not diamonds. It is a vessel that is earthen. It is a clay pot. Everybody say clay, clay pot. Not silver, not gold. Now, the common man wouldn't drink out of silver or gold. The common man, around his house, they would be using earthen vessels. Clay pots. And I want you to notice that God entrusted that which was holy God took that which was holy, that which could bring deliverance and salvation, and he decided to entrust it to a clay pot. An earthen vessel. Not a vessel of silver. Not shining copper or brass. But a common clay pot. Now, I'm going to say something to you. There are some vessels that are used for ceremony, but there are other vessels that are used for service. Say it with me. Ceremony. Service. It was this earthen vessel that was entrusted with the holy water. And this earthen vessel that carried the holy water, I'm going to put it this way. It was earthen vessel to earthen vessel. The reason that God put that which was holy in an earthen vessel so that it could be carried to another earthen vessel who was bound in sin. It was earthen vessel in behalf of earthen vessel. That's why God had to wrap himself in flesh and fill Jesus with the fullness of the Godhead. It was earthen vessel for earthen vessels. 
on that day of Pentecost when the wind began to blow and the Spirit of God came and it filled the house and every one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. It was earthen vessel being filled with the glory of Almighty God in behalf of earthen vessels. Turn to somebody tell them God chooses earthen vessels. And take some of the dust that is on the floor of the tabernacle and put it in the water. Now, you wouldn't like it if we vacuumed here after Sunday and took all that dirt and put it in water and poured it on your head. But I want to remind you that it is you coming here that brings the dirt in here. Turn around and tell us your dirt. Don't be blaming me. I said it's your dirt. When you come in, you bring the dirt with you. It just doesn't appear in the night. Oh, a miracle. We have dirt. No. When you come in, you bring the dirt and the dust with you. Now, we used to have folks that bring fried chicken to church. We used to find bones and hot sauce, and somehow we stopped doing that, but maybe we ought to go back to it. I don't know. It's amazing the things you find around here. Not normal church. But you bring it with you. That's why we got that big dumpster out there. It's a big one. It was the priests, those who ministered unto the Lord. They brought that dust with them. This scripture speaks of humanity. It speaks as the earthen vessel which stands for humanity. How many humans we have here? We got angels here? I mean, some of you didn't put your hand up. How many are from the... Yeah. Somebody's looking, I ain't you. And well, what are you? <laughs> it speaks of humanity. The earthen vessel. How many of you know that you were made, mankind was made from the dust of the earth? Amen. It speaks of humanity in the fact that their vessel is earthen. And that, that which was put into the holy water was the dust of mankind. You know what the biggest thing is that has troubled me? My biggest burden. Anybody want to know about my biggest burden? My biggest burden has been me. Yeah. I know you thought it was Aaron, but it wasn't. <laughs> or Pastor Dan. I've got some stories about him I'll never tell you, but. Although he's become a great preacher and a pastor of the church. My biggest burden has been me. 
Somebody said, how about the devil? No, no, he's been defeated. He's a punk. All you got to do is say the name Jesus, and he just drive them wild. Ah, you got to run. It's me. I understand my humanity. Believe me. People say nice things because they think they're supposed to say nice things to the preacher. Oh, you're so marvelous. Oh, you're a man of God. I think, man, if you only knew. (laughs) Spend about five minutes with my wife or kids. They'll tell you the truth. I know my humanity. I, I know the frailness of who I am. But he chose me anyway. Now, don't make me try start talking about your. F- okay, because I know you. But he chose you anyway. With all of your faults and all of your failures and all of your idiosyncrasies and all of your stuff. Come on, someone help me out here. You got more issues than Reader's Digest. But he chose you anyway. Somebody shout it out. But he chose me anyway. And so that which was holy, that which would bring salvation and deliverance, God entrusted into an earthen vessel. Now, I've got to be honest with you. Sometimes I have wondered about this earthen vessel. A few times I thought maybe it was a leaker. (laughs) You know, there are seekers and then there are leakers. I'm like, Lord, why would you ever in the world pick me? I don't look like a preacher. I don't. I don't. I told him in the first service, Jim McLeod was here. Jim's a handsome, bright, young. He's not young anymore, but black man, glasses, and always wears a suit jacket. And, and Jim was doing some stuff here. He helped me start uh, the uh, Harvest House and helped me start the food bank, and we were pals and buddies and for a while I think he slept in one of the Sunday school rooms next door and 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 we would go across the street to the restaurant and we'd go over there and I always noticed when Jim got ice cream he liked ice cream still does and, and chocolate syrup Jim would get a huge bowl of ice cream and enough chocolate syrup you could like swim in it man it was like wow and his hamburgers were bigger, and there was more potato salad on his plate, and, and he got extra tomatoes in his salad, and, and they'd come back and refill his Coke over and over and over again. And, and I would get like this much, well, this much ice cream, <laughs> about two little dots of chocolate syrup. So I go over there one day, you know, when he got a chicken salad sandwich, it had that much chicken on it. So I went over there one day by myself, not with Jim, and the waitress says to me, where's the pastor? (laughs) 
I said, what are you talking about? She's, you know, that tall, handsome, black gentleman with the glasses, the pastor. I wanted to say, who am I, chopped liver? I said, well, um, he's not here today. Then when I got back from lunch and I ran into, I said, what did you tell those people? <laughs> it took me forever. I went back two days later and said, I, well, you know, I was kidding. I, I'm the pastor. They said, no, you're not. <laughs> but God, why did you choose me? Why? Have you ever asked that question? Why would you choose me? So often I fall and I come short and I'm not everything everybody thinks I'm supposed to be. I got brokenness in me. He chose you because he chose you. And let's leave it at that. Say that with me. Say it. He chose me. Because he chose me. And let's leave it at that. Turn to your neighbor and say, he chose me. Because he chose me. And let's just leave it at that. I'm so glad I didn't have to qualify. Come on, someone say amen. That's one race I would have given up a long time ago. There was no qualifying. I've been qualified by the blood of the Lamb and the Lamb of God. He's my qualifier. Oh, I feel like singing it and shouting it. He's my qualifier. Say it with me. He's my qualifier. Clay pots, earthen vessels are for service. Now, I'm a little concerned, and I ain't pointing the finger, and I, I've done that in the past and been rebuked shortly after church, so I ain't doing it. <laughs> but I just wonder if it is possible that those silver vessels that are dedicated to ceremony, I just wonder how much life-changing holy water they really contained. That's why I have so much hope for the harvest. And that's why I have so much hope for your lives. Because you talk about human. You talk about earthy. You talk about earthly clay pots. Come on, somebody, help me out. But you talk about a group of people that are willing to serve, that are willing to give it away, that are willing to go into the highways and the byways, that are willing to feed and to take care of. Come on, somebody, say hallelujah with me. Those are the people that are going to carry that life-changing stream of holy water. Hallelujah. Let's move to the next scripture, pal. Then Jesus spoke to us. No, that's not it. Go back. The priest, no, there's no one, another one there. 
No, you were right. Okay, you're right. There's two of them. <laughs> Jesus spoke to them and said, I am the light of the world. Next. The next scripture. And then he said, you are the light of the world. He said, was he confused? He said, I'm the light. You're the light. I'm the light. You're the light. And yes, he is. And so are we. Turn to somebody. God has chosen you to be the light of the world. Now, once you realize that you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. God, you made a mistake. Next. Therefore, everybody say therefore. therefore. Since we have this ministry. Say that, say that with me. Since we have this ministry. This word ministry simply means to serve. Is that your water? Okay, because I ain't drinking it if it says. I'm just kidding. It just simply means to serve. We all have a ministry. Turn to somebody and tell them, you have a ministry. God has something for you to do. I want you to look them right in the mug, right in the face, and say, you have a ministry. I know you're a clay pot, but you have a ministry. I know you're a common vessel, but you have a ministry. We all have a ministry. I got a ministry and you got a ministry. Even though you're a clay pot, you got a ministry. Although to some you are not considered to be a vessel of honor. A vessel for high ceremony, but you are the vessel that God has chosen. With all of your commonness, with all of your humanity, you are the vessel that God has chosen. And therefore, since we have this ministry, say it to your neighbor, say, I have a ministry. You have a ministry. We're all called to serve someone. You're going to serve something. You're going to either serve yourself or you're going to serve in behalf of God or you're going to serve the devil. You're going to serve something. We're designed to serve. We're made up to serve. Our DNA as humanity, we are called and made to serve. That's why when you serve, you feel so good. Man, we, 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 we like those people that work at our food bank. We abuse them over there. We do. It's hotter than, ooh, it's hot. Not as hot as hell, but it's close. It's hot. This time of year, it's hot. We get about two little fans that big and say, oh, you know. 
They sweat. They work hard. They, they put up with people sometimes that are not really, you know, happy. You know, they just want my food. Give me my food. They're just, you know, those kind of stuff. And, and it can be difficult. And they're unloading trucks and they're doing this and they're separating out, you know, rotten tomatoes. And it's hard, 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 hard work. You can't drive them out of there with a machine gun. They will not leave. Come on, somebody help me out. They come when they're sick, when they come when they don't feel good. They come when they just drove back from Michigan or something. They're exhausted, but they show up anyway. You want to know why? Because after they have served, they feel so good. I should charge them for the experience. Hey, that's a way to make money for the new building. when you serve. Why do you feel so good when you serve somebody else? Why do you feel so good when you minister to somebody else? Because God put that inside of you. You are filling, you are fulfilling who God intended you to be as a human being. So since we have this ministry, As we have received mercy. Everybody say mercy. Mercy. We do not lose heart. When I've examined what God's asked me to do and my Humanness shows itself. That's a nice way of putting it. And I falter. I'm not everything I think I should be or could be. I don't leave, you know, don't live up to someone's expectations. I'm so glad for the mercy of God. Come on, someone say amen. When my faults are sticking out everywhere, when the light is shown and I'm just not who uh, you know, I should be or could be, when there's still that humanness inside of me that has not yet been perfected by the word of God and the spirit of God, mercy comes my way. And mercy says, son, it is okay. Come on, somebody, say amen. It's okay because you've got something inside of you that is holy. Even though the outward man is perishing, there's something on the inside of you that is being renewed every day. And that inside of me that's being renewed is the hope of glory. Come on, somebody. Say amen with me. It is a light and the water from heaven. And it is that which brings life and deliverance to those. It's being renewed inside of me every day. I know I falter on the inside. But that's inside of me. It's holy. So stop not forgiving yourself. Stop examining the outside of you and begin to look to the strength of that which is inside of you. Oh, come on and give the Lord some praise with me.
Hallelujah. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Everybody says it's a treasure in earthen vessels. I want to tell you something about preachers. They're crazy. They are the craziest, oddest bunch I've ever met in my life. They are. They're crazy. We had a man here, his name was, I'm not going to say his name, but he came. We had a tent revival years ago. Many years ago. And this guy was odd, man. He was strange. He was like odd. He was strange. He was like weird. He was odd. He was strange. Did I say he was odd? He was awkward. He was a loner. When he showed up for the tent meeting late, I thought, okay, we're really in trouble. He's one of them. He preached for an hour and a half. Under tent. You just don't do that under tent. You get in there, give them that zinger, get some miracles, that's the end of it. <laughs> hour and a half. He said things I never heard about. Things I wasn't really interested in. I thought, is this guy ever going to shut up? <laughs> Who invited him? He's weird. He talks forever. He's so odd. Did I say he was odd? Yeah. It's like, this guy's from Mars. Where did he come from? We're in a hot tent. These people need a miracle. They need something from God. And, and he's talking for like an hour and a half. I'm thinking, oh, God, who invited him here? And then I realized it was me. <laughs> Place is packed. He's going on and on and on and on and on. New Testament, Old Testament, Revelation, Genesis, Jeremiah. I'm thinking, oh, my Lord. This is like Groundhog Day, the movie. It never ends. <laughs> But then something happened. And I'm thinking, this guy stinks. He don't even know how to preach in their tent meeting. You talk about a clay pot. He's a clay pot for sure. He's a crack pot is who he is. But then, ooh, hot dog. Ooh, I say, ooh, hot dog. All of a sudden, that which was placed inside of him, this treasure in this earthen vessel, it began to shine under that tent that night. Will somebody say amen with me? My dad was there. My dad had problems with his neck for years, years and years and years. All constant pain. He, he got dismissed from the post office. He got a disability because he was in pain. And, and somehow they hooked it up because he was carrying that bag all those years. I don't know how it worked. But anyway, he got this disability. He got discharged from the, from the post office because he was in pain. Constant. All I can remember is my dad having a problem with his neck and his shoulder and, and his arm. And, and, and my dad was there that night. And this guy guy was there and, and the guy called him out and said brother you've had this uh, so forth you know this pain and he said yeah he said it comes down and he's telling them the whole thing and where it's going on and this and that and it goes down on your hand yeah I said yeah and he said put your hand up so he puts his hand up I think he's going to pray for him you know what the guy does he slaps my father's hand I thought this man's hurting you you're going to hurt him worse 
He slaps it. He's a big man. He just slaps his hand. You know what happens? My dad gets a miracle. 20 years of suffering. God heals him. You want to know why? Because that treasure that was in that man began to shine that night. Oh, my God. I just feel like slapping. Hey. Hallelujah. He calls a girl, a lady that we known as we knew as Candy Cannon. You remember Candy, don't you, Candy? We called her Candy. Everybody knew her as Candy. She went to school, they called her Candy. Her mama called her Candy. Her daddy called her Candy. Her sister called her Candy. We call her, called her Candy. Candy. That's all we knew her as Candy. He calls her out. And he says, he points her and says, come here, Adrian. It's all right, sister. You okay? Oh, that's right. All right, come on. We'll dance it off. Why do you build me up, buttercup baby, just to let me down? Hurry around and worst of all, you never call baby when you say you will. I kind of like it. It's that earthen vessel. We're not walking that foot for a while. But that which is inside of you is so wonderful and beautiful. Hallelujah. We love you in spite of your uh, rebellious ankle or whatever that is. He calls her and says, come here, Andy. Uh, Adrian, come here, Adrian. So after it is, I'm, you know, I'm the pastor. I got to fix everything. So I, I call her aside. I said, Candy, come here. She said, what? She, I said, you know, he's a good man, and although he preaches too long, but my daddy got a miracle, and I'm so sorry that, you know, he called you by the wrong name. She said, he didn't call me by the wrong name. I said, what do you mean? Your name is Candy. He said, she said, no, my name is Adrian. Hey, he's right. Hey. Hey, can I have an A over here? Hey. hey. And over here. How? That wow. Then he calls some lady out, tells her her doctor's name. Where his office is at. What the, prognos- the prognosis has been. He lays hands on her and God heals her. You want to know why? Not because he preached for an hour and a half. Because I even think God got tired of that. But because we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Come on, give the Lord some praise with me. I've been my biggest burden. I can't get past my humanness. My frailty. 
a little lady come to me years ago. Her name was Mo. God miraculously healed her, delivered her from drugs. And she came to me. She said, Pastor Martin, I said, well, she said, I can't come to this church any longer. I said, why? She said, oh, Pastor Martin, these people in this church, they're so perfect. I'm like, honey, if you knew what I knew. She really was convinced. Do you know that that thought drove her, drove her out of the church? She went back to doing drugs, and I don't even know if she's alive today. How many of you uh, in your flesh falter and fail every now and then? Well, I want to tell you something. Don't allow it to disqualify you from carrying that which is holy and that which is glorious. Anybody here, don't lift your hand. Anybody here ever cuss when you get mad? Don't lift your hand. <laughs> ever been jealous? Ever been fearful? Unforgiving? Of course you have. We all have. But he said, put this, which is holy, in an earthen vessel. Therefore, we now have this ministry and we will fail not at it because of the mercy of God. We have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. I'm preaching in New York, Long Island. I'm going to close with this. I'm 23 years old. I only had one sermon. Preached seven times in two days. Yeah. Morning, noon, night, home meetings. It was crazy. Another time I went back, I preached 13 times in a week. I just kept taking the same sermon, just fixing it up. <laughs> shouting here, not shouting there. You know, that kind of stuff. And so I'm the big man, you know, the big, big man of power. Although I was little, but I was big. I was the evangelist. It was a retreat center our way out on Long Island, New York. People from everywhere came. Famous people came. And here I am, this little kid, stuck in it's all these preachers coming and going. That's a little loud. Can you, can you lower that just a little bit? Okay, thanks. I know you're trying to shut me up, but... And well, folks, what can I tell you? We have this treasure in earthen vessels.
And I'm preaching, you know, you know, you, you, you need the power of God in your life. You need the Holy Spirit. You need a touch from heaven. I want you to come up to this altar and the place was packed, you know, just with people. Oh, sister. I thought the Lord was touching me. It's like, whoa. Close. I look in the back and someone is walking down the middle aisle. It's my oldest sister. I'm thinking, she knows I'm a little punk kid. I ain't God's man of faith and power to her. I'm just her little brother. She used to twist my ear to make me take the garbage out. She'd go, don't do it or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. She knew everything about me. Everything. She's my sister. She's my oldest sister. And she's walking up that aisle. I'm thinking, oh boy, I'm a dead dealer now. She's the first one out. Just came up to the front. First one. First one. Came up to the Holy from the back came to the front. She was hungry for a touch from heaven. And so I wound it up. You know, I did an extra wine. And I laid my hands on my sister. The power of God hit her. She laid on that floor and shook like a leaf in the wind. I looked up and everybody in that room came forward after that to get the same touch. I had to back my way out of the back door of the sanctuary because everybody that came fell under the power of God. The whole place was shaken. After I laid my hand on my sister, I said, whoop de doop de doo God's man of faith and power has arrived. I said, God, why did you ever do that? He said, because I have put this treasure in an earthen vessel. Come on and give the Lord some praise with me. I want you to stand to your feet with me if you'll do that. If not, this music will get louder and louder. So, I wanted you to take a bold step. And I want you to lay your hands on someone. You say, well, I'm not a preacher. I don't even know. I can't even find Habakkuk or... I don't know where the book of Revelation is. It's the, at the end of the book. Okay, that's all you need to know. Oh, I'm a preacher. I got, I got things in my life. I got difficulties. It's okay. I'm an earthen vessel. It's okay. You're meant for service. And I want you to begin to pray over the person next to you. Taking that which is holy that has been planted inside of you. Go ahead and pray. I want you, I want you, to, I want you to pray out loud. Pray out loud. I pray God's blessing. I pray God's best. I pray that you will be filled with the fullness of God. I pray for healing and deliverance. I pray for blessing to be in your life. 
I pray for you to be exalted. I pray for the peace of God. I pray for the joy of heaven to come into your life. I pray that the glory of heaven will overshadow your life. I pray for you to be healed. I pray for your calling and your election to be made sure by the Holy Ghost. I pray for the fullness of Almighty God. I pray for all of the joy and all of the peace and everything that God has for you, that you will receive it today. I pray that you'll leave here knowing that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you've been called and chosen by the Most High. I pray for your family. I pray for those that are around about you. I pray for your children. I pray for your mate. I pray for the goodness of God and the mercy of God. That mercy that is new every morning to meet you so that you may not fail. In Jesus' precious name. Now I want you to say something with me. Like Caleb of old, when he looked at the mountain, he said, we are well able to take that mountain. The New Testament says we are able ministers. Able ministers. Same as say, able ministers of the new covenant. I am well able. Shout it out. Say, I am well able. Hallelujah. What, 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 is, what is this call when they do that? Fist pump. We're going to do a fist pump. All right, are you ready? Fist pump. I, I know Mamby Pamby. I'm not. Come on. We're going to do a fist pump. I am well able. Say it. Shout of praise.